Hello and welcome back to the Football in Question, Season 4, Episode 18. We're off the back of another hectic weekend of Premier League football, league football, all of that stuff. But lads, we're just going to kick it off now with what is your all-time favourite football shirt, Isaac? Um, I mean, it's a bit difficult. You know, you think bias. You know, you don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to go for an Arsenal shirt. If I had to, I'd go for our home '92 to '94 shirt. I've got it. I'm not wearing it today because. Unfortunately, it's in the wash. It's a beautiful V-neck. Ian Wright wore it. It's lovely. But if I was going to say something non-Arsenal, I don't know if you know it, but it's the like, late 80s, I think it's the 88 Holland shirt, which is like jagged mm-hmm. V-neck mm-hmm. Adidas, and it is just, it's beautiful. Wait, I'm sure we'll get one up on screen. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to buy it soon. Jordan? Uh, I'm going to go Man United. I'm going to go for Man United's 90 to 92 shirt. It's blue and white, sort of inspired the one from last season. Um, yeah, I, just, I really like the kit. That is a little bit similar to Holland's, isn't it? Just didn't yeah, yeah, sort no, of. Yeah. No, not the same no. design. Not the same design. It but does still, have the sort of jagged. Adidas in that 80s to 90s era, they were just, yeah. you know, just clear. I've gone for a classic, and you're going to call me very boring, but I've gone for Arsenal's 1920 home shirt. The first Adidas one, the red, the white stripes. It's quite similar to this oh. season's home shirt. When you said well. 1920, I genuinely thought in my head. For a second, <laughs> not, <laughs> for no, not 1920. 2019-20 season. Yeah. The first, the, the lockdown season that was just I think because we were off the back of Puma it yeah. was so much nicer than the five years before I love that shirt but an honourable but an honourable mention needs to go to the 2011-12 Arsenal away shirt do you know the one? Oh, I know the blue diagonal the diagonal dark blue with yeah. the anniversary badge I like that very nice shirt This has been named as possibly the worst ever Premier League weekend for referees. There was a bunch of mistakes, starting out with Chelsea. They were denied a penalty against West Ham, and a shocking decision, an absolute stone-cold one as well. Harvey Barnes should have had another goal for Leicester against Tottenham. They thrashed them anyway, which is brilliant. But again, the referee, we'll get onto this in another game, but I'm pretty sure he drew the wrong line, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and Lamina ran too aggressively and got a second yellow card for Wolves, obviously, um, just just don't run fast, is, is the clear message there. Crystal Palace then took on Brighton. Now, this one has a little bit more significance than the others, perhaps, because Brighton are having a terrific season. They're arguably pushing for their European places. Now, they drew 1-1 to Palace in the end. Solly March continued his incredible form. James Tonkins capitalises on Rob Sanchez's horrible error at the end of the game. I'm not sure if you saw that. I didn't even know James Tonkins was still in the Premier League. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but... Fair play to the bloke. However, there was an instant. Brighton should have opened the game. They had so many chances. And on one of them, Stupinan, the left back, comes inside, comes in through the middle of the pitch and has a kind of a weird shot, curling effort. It goes in, basically. He opens the scoreline. It would have meant Brighton win 2-1 mm-hmm. in the end. That's, that's, that's three valuable points. However, it was ruled out for offside. It was ruled out for offside because John Brooks on VAR actually draws a line for James Tompkins instead of Mark Guahy. If... He draws line on James Tompkins, which which he did. This stupid ant is offside. If he draws the line for Mark Guahy, he's onside, which he should have because Mark Guahy was the closest to goal. Mm-hmm. Isaac, what, what did you make of that? I mean, it's just so annoying because I'm, I, I said the last time we had a big. I don't want to talk about referees, and I'll probably say that a billion times this episode. But the last time we had a big discussion about referees, I said convincingly, I think most fans won't make the mistakes that referees make. Mm. And do you think any of us would have gone, he's the last man? <laughs> no, we have eyes. 
and it's actually inconceivable how bad the errors keep getting. Because how do you draw the line on the wrong player? Because then once you've drawn the line, the other side go goes dark and goes red. And you can clearly see a Crystal Palace player is in that line. It's just stupid and, I mean, it's a goal. And it's just, I mean, what else can you say? It's like, it's just... It's mind-numbingly stupid. Roberto De Zerbi apologised to Brighton fans after the job because they are so eager to get a win against Crystal Palace. It feels like forever since they have in that historic derby. But he was apologising. It wasn't really his fault. They had so many chances. They had a goal. It should have stood. Professional game match officials limited. Pogmol, whatever. PJ Morrell. PJ Morrell. Have actually apologised to Brighton and said that was incorrectly made, that decision. They have apologised for it. Harold Webb did. Anyway, moving on to Arsenal versus Brentford. Just let him speak. We will, we, 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 we will come to Jordan at one point in this episode, <laughs> but realistically, Arsenal drew 1-1 to Brentford in the end. Ivan Tony got an equaliser against Arsenal. That means Arsenal have dropped two points. It's not great for us trying to keep the lead on Manchester City. However, Isaac, why shouldn't have that equaliser stood for Brentford? <sighs> I, um, where do you want me to start? I, I have like five issues with the goal. First of all, it's not a free kick. Ivan Tony is grabbing Sleeper and wins the free kick unfairly. You could say that's gamesmanship or whatever. <coughs> Let's let that slide. And then they take the free kick. And eventually, at some point, Ethan Pinnock is offside and holding back Gabriel, stopping him from getting to the ball, blocking someone off. That's offside. Then it gets headed back and then headed back to Norgard. Norgard is offside. He heads it... To, he. Uh, volleys it to Tony, Tony heads in the equaliser. There is two offsides, there's a foul. I don't understand how this goal got given. And the stupid thing is, their expl explanation for looking at that goal and getting it wrong is they were looking at Ethan Pinnock the whole time. So their explanation is we were looking at an offside and didn't realise about the other. So they were looking at something which should have been ruling it out anyway, didn't rule it out, and forgot to look at the man who assisted the goal. Imagine, imagine if he like handballed they went, oh, we didn't look at it. Like, <laughs> Lee Mason was on VAR. Lee Mason was on VAR. Well. And they did say they did investigate the offside for Norgard, but they didn't do it in the proper way of they drawing didn't. the lines. Yes. He just looked, and just, basically. Do you know what the annoying thing is? It looks offside without the lines. You can tell he's in front of Ben White anyway, just about. Like, and when you have goals ruled out consistently for, oh, just a marginal thing, and then this happens, you go, well, like, and the stupid thing is, I hear so many people say, oh, well, you know, it, it, you know, it's a balanced thing. You get a decision your way, you get a decision. No, with VAR, you shouldn't get wrong decisions. With VAR, you should be getting these right, week in, week out. To get offsides wrong, I'm sorry, but Lee Mason should not be in a job next week. He shouldn't be allowed to referee. He's already retired from refereeing. He's lucky to be in VAR. He should be, he should be sacked right now. There's no excuse. To, and the excuse is, he forgot. Do you want me to forget to come into work today? Do you want you to did just forget to like turn on your laptop? Did he forget though? Because obviously in the statement they didn't say he forgot to check Norgard no. because that, that would be horrific. However, it does seem like he couldn't really be bothered to check Norgard. And Jordan, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think the pressure in the moment of, because there's a lot of pressure from fans saying, Jesus Christ, make these decisions quicker? Because there's fans in the stadium looking up on the screen and they're thinking, how long is this going to take? Is this goal going to stand? And the referee in that moment is going, gee, I need to be quick. I need to be quick as I can. Right, is he offside? No, he's fine. That didn't happen. Yep, yep, he's all right. And they just, in the end, cut corners that they should have looked at properly. There's, what, what? there's no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse. I don't, think, I don't think there's any fan Do in the world. Do you think the pressure no, gets no, them? No, 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 no. Do you think, if you asked any fan in that stadium, would you rather a fast decision or a correct decision? Do you think any of them would say fast? And that's what I'm saying. There's, so None of them care. In the moment, they're a bit annoyed, but 
The Arsenal fans in that moment are hoping for an offside. The Brentford fans are hoping for an onside. As long as it goes your way, you don't care how long it takes. That's all you're thinking about. And if they have to take two minutes to check a goal and rule it out to help our title charge, I don't give a crap. But do you know what? They just barely checked it. And the annoying thing, the annoying thing for me, is until PGMOL made that statement, there was no media response. There was next to no media response. There was a clear offside goal, and the commentary from what I've seen is just like, oh, it's a goal. I'm like, you've seen the replays yourself. Make your own mind up. And Arteta I'm ex was probably going to be bashed by the media for having a go at the refs. And now looking back, I think he's been soft on them. Because we've had a goal which massively affects our title charge. I wouldn't have turned up for the press conference because I'd have said I forgot. You know, like, it's, <laughs> it's stupid. I'm sorry, but if we finish <coughs> this league season one point behind Man City, I genuinely consider suing the Premier League for employing these referees. And I'd like to reference a Mark Halsey quote. Uh, he's a former referee, he retired in 2013. Uh, yeah, there's a fake quote out there. The first half is true, the second half is false. The second half, he basically says that all the referees could face court one day. That's fake. But the first half of the quote is completely and utterly true, and it was published. So this uh, is three years after he retired. Basically, uh, a player, uh, Guerrero, was given a three-game suspension um, after a match. And the thing is, when you're given a suspension after a match, you can only be given a suspension if the referee hasn't seen it. So if the referee's seen it, they can't do retroactive punishment. And he said, I've been in this situation when I've seen an incident and been told by PJ Morrell to say I haven't seen it. That's corruption. That's actual corruption. This is seven years ago? Literally admitting that PJ Morrell are telling you things. And he says, to be fair to the FA, it comes, it's not from them. It comes from within the PJ Morrell. They are, if seven, years, if seven years ago they're actually telling referees, you know, lie, where, where does the buck stop? Well, I was going to answer your question until, until Isaac answered the question instead. But it's sort of like if before VAR was even a thing, would, would it affect the, should it affect the referee if there's booing in the stadiums? No, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't, but I think it does. I think it absolutely does. 100%. Then you shouldn't be a referee. Yeah. Exactly. I, think, I think it does. I was at a game this weekend. I see the referee came over, and it was at a much lower level than you know the Premier League. But the referee comes over, and he's kind of near the fans, and he, he, you see in his mind, he doesn't really know what to make of the decision. And then you hear the fans cheer, and he just goes, "Yeah, free kick." It's almost like they react to what they hear. And go I think it happens way more lower level than upper level. Oh, the amount course. of times I've been at an Arsenal game. And the atmosphere is calling out for a free kick, and it's not given. Yeah, yeah. Maybe sometimes they just like to go the other way as well. Yeah, I, the, the, this is speculative, but I do think it gets to them. I think it oh, gets no, to them. I'm, not, I'm sorry, but I'm not siding with the referees. I'm not siding with them for one I'm second. Si I'm siding with well, them. I'm not feeling sorry for them either. You know, it, we're one of the few leagues where they're not volunteers. We're one of the few leagues where they are paid professionals. And if you're a paid professional, you do your job. And unfortunately, the referees in this league don't feel like they have to. And... Oh my, oh, it's just painful to watch it week in, week out. I mean, we've only talked about the ones which they actually apologised for. How they haven't apologised for Mario Lamina's yellow card is absolutely abysmal. He got given a second yellow for running aggressively. By that mark, I'm pretty sure every single Man United player who runs at the referee, or City player, or Arsenal player, or every single team which runs the player should be given two yellows every game, or five maybe. It's stupid. It's actually ridiculous. The West Ham like penalty thing, like that's just blatant and the man who didn't give that on VAR is the head of VAR and if the head of VAR doesn't know what a handball is what the hell are we doing genuinely <coughs> what the hell are we doing I, I, I think the best way we can improve this is genuinely changing who is in charge of this I, I would get rid of PJ Morrell 
I think we should bring in foreign referees who have no bias, no real care of the English game, other than the correct decision. That should be what it should be. We've only got one foreign referee. Do you know what's funny? Out of all the English referees we've got, only about two of them aren't from Manchester or up north. <laughs> Is that suspicious to you? They're all, they're all mates. They're all in their little pub going chatting about, oh, you made a bad decision last week. Yeah, they don't care. They don't get reprimanded. They, don't really get sus- they just get a suspension, which in other ways is a holiday for two weeks. That's what they get. It's generally, if I could compare it, I'd compare it to the police in America in that they just get away with constant awful decisions and they're not really given anything, any bad punishments for it. It is awful and if Lee Mason and, uh, who is it, John Brooks aren't sacked, it's a disgrace. And the funny thing is, John Brooks, after making that mistake, is on VAR for Arsenal Man City on Wednesday. And if that game has a dodgy VAR call in it, I generally, like, I think you need to protest at that point because... It, and not, it's, no, it's not an Arsenal bias, it's not a Man United bias, it's just they are all awful. I don't trust referees to make good decisions. Do you ever trust a referee to make a good call? I know for a fact I don't trust a referee to make a good call. And I said in the last referee episode, I want referees to like go, I, I prefer a movement towards AI. In the World Cup, we had um, AI-assisted offsides. Why the hell do we have access to that technology and we're not using it in the Premier League? If in it's the, the best league in the world... Why don't we use that? In the World Cup, wasn't the first goal scored ruled out for offside when it wasn't offside? Was that the one? Yeah, yeah, it was. So, yeah. so aside from that, okay, the technology looks uh, looks superb. But however, I think when these you look, kind of things make mistakes anyway. I think I think the the point about bringing in referees from another country is is a good idea because you yeah. look at like uh, UEFA referees. I feel like UEFA referees are. Uh, continuously better than... I never, I never feel, playing in Europe, that a referee is biased towards one t- side. Yeah, no, or never. he's made it a bit easy for that side. I always feel like, do you know what, it, at least if they're crap in UEFA, they're crap towards both teams. That's what I yeah. feel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because referees, in the Premier League especially, they obviously do these in European competitions, but for the English leagues, the referees do band together and they do say, right, we need to watch out for this player this weekend. He's been done. Exactly. Like, watch out for it. And does that just create a little bit yeah, of bias? Like, like, there's reputations. Reputations and pre and thought before a game yeah. should not come in decision. The only thing that should come into a decision is the moment itself. And Joel, we're talking too much about like subjective stuff. There's a there's multiple objective mistakes this week this weekend, which are unforgivable. And if a referee made it in Sunday League. They'd be, you know, well, I don't know what would happen. They'd probably be kicked in the head. But, you know, because which like, Sunday League, they'd be attacked. Which is right? a disgrace. Which yeah, is that, a disgrace. I'm not condoning that. But in Sunday League, they'd probably be involved in a bar fight after the game. <laughs> but this is Premier League. You are a professional referee. If you're, I, I'm sorry, but the view they take every time they apologise is very much like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but, you know, well, we made the decision. You know, we made the decision. They act like they're above us because they've done the training. Like, no, we're fans and we know that's a mistake. We don't need the training to know what's a decision and what isn't. In fact, I'd argue referee training isn't really a thing. I'd argue it's just a few weeks in St George's Park with your mates running about for a while. They, I don't think half of them know football as much as any average fan. Now, the implications for those two results, Brighton and Arsenal. Brighton could have been only two points off Tottenham in fifth. It would have cemented their position in sixth a little bit more above Fulham and pushed them towards that goal of being a European club even further. For Arsenal, it means even more. We are now only three points ahead of Manchester City. We do have a game in hand, but that would have put us five points ahead if we'd beaten Brentford on the weekend. In addition to that, if Man City beat Arsenal on Wednesday, they will go first in the Premier League and we will be second. That is, that is just huge implications. Isaac, 
Are you worried about Wednesday night? Obviously, Man City come to the Emirates. I'm more worried about the referees than Manchester City, if I'm being honest with you. Because uh, play-wise, Man City actually suit playing against us. Uh, we play worse against teams who will defend and play like a low line, you know, put as many plays in their box as possible. Brentford did that and counted well. And, you know, that seems to be the way to, to get at us. I'm not having a go at them. That seems to be a tactic. And it's, and it's working. Man City won't do that. I think we have more of a chance of being Man City than we do of Brentford. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think it's, I think it's true. But, you know, <laughs> who's to say a referee doesn't make a dodgy call? And if you look at last season, uh, Arsenal v Man City, uh, we don't get a penalty, Man City do. I'd argue our penalty is more of a penalty than theirs. If that happens and Man City don't win that game, they don't actually win the league. Jordan is also on the podcast today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From a Manchester United perspective, yeah. what, what, do you, what do you see of all of this? Because, of, I mean, is it really bothering you? You know, Arsenal uh, potentially slipping up in the Premier League, but then Man City are about to get another title. I mean, I think that it's bothering me because, like, it could happen any week, any moment. Like, like I've heard people disagree with like the Casemiro red card, for example, against Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and said maybe there should be another red card in there or whatever. We spoke about it on the podcast, but um, the the fact that this this is multiple games in one week, it could happen to literally anyone. There's no bias when it comes to refereeing, like you said. Yeah, it, I think it, I, people think there's a bias because there's so many wrong decisions. The issue, I think, the truth is they just get so many wrong decisions for everyone. Yeah, and that's. That's a problem. So, you know, we played Leeds on the weekend. It could have happened in that game. We play, uh, we play in the Carabao Cup final shortly. It could happen in that game. You know, it it could happen any week at any time. So it is a massive issue. Um, the the implications of this week are just massive on near enough every decision that was made. So, you know, it's Look, if, if we're going to finish on one note, I just want to say that. What PJMOL says is they used human error as their explanation. I don't understand how you can use human error as an explanation when you have VAR. Human error is an explanation you give five years ago, not when you have the mm-hmm. means to break it. Because, and this is what I've always said about VAR. VAR, we don't, we don't get rid of VAR. VAR is the solution to all of our mm. problems. The, solution, the, the problem is that we are letting referees retire and go into VAR. The people who've been making these decisions all their careers are then going up and continuing to make these decisions in VAR. Why not just let them retire as referees and don't let them go into VAR? Because then the people in VAR are their mates. Oh yeah, mate, that was a good decision. Yeah, sure, yeah. Keep it. No, no. They should be completely independent. Completely independent. And I, I think the entire ref- structure of refereeing and VAR and everything should be built up, should be absolutely scrapped from the ground up. Because there's something wrong with just, it's just, it, I, I don't even know what to say anymore because, you know, next week there'll probably be an even worse decision. Week after that will be a worse decision. And the only reason people are talking about it this time is because they was like all on the same day. If it was just the Arsenal game or just the Palace game or just, you know, I don't think people would be talking about it as much. But they are just as awful. Do you still. think if, let's say, it, <clears throat> let's say it was like the first game of the season, minus the implications. Obviously, we're still going to think it's bad, but do you think it would seem not like it seems worse because of the implications that it has at this stage in the season compared to the start? I think that's that, that's true anyway, because <coughs> I mean, we're talking more about Brighton and Arsenal because of their... Yeah. And they're the ones who have had the apologies. Yeah. Southampton haven't had... Oh, not Southampton. Wolves haven't had an apology for... I'm sorry, but the reason they don't give an apology for West Ham Chelsea is because a handball is subjective. 
I don't know how subjective a handball gets, but that's the most objective handball I've seen in my life. Why is a handball Not subjective yeah. as well? That's it hits his hand, <laughs> it's a shot on target, he doesn't need to put his hand there, that's a handball. The Mario Lamina, because it's a yellow card, is subjective. Oh yes, let's give a yellow card. Let's go into the rule book and see where it says don't run at a referee aggressively. Like, But d- does it? If it was the first game does, of the season, then we should all be sent off. Like, if it if it was the first game of the season, would we be talking about it this much? I I don't know. Well, we should be. We, no, we should no, be. I, should, I, I should be. Perhaps if it was the fourth game of the season, or uh, you know, maybe so, uh, a number that isn't so. You know, I mean, the first like, game like, of the like season. Man United, 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 that wasn't talked about too much. And then yeah, that, that's later, what I mean. We got an apology. That's oh, what I mean. I wanted to answer your point as well with yeah. the highlights. How this just wasn't talked about until until yeah, actually came which out. which shows that the media are just kind of accepting of it. I'm sorry, but if I'm in the position that some pundits are in, I'm attacking the referees. I'm putting pressure on them because I'm sorry, but in any walk of life, in any career, you should be expected to do your job at the nth degree. And if the, look, there's either two. Uh, explanations for these mistakes. Either A, they are deliberately corrupt and, you know, are making wrong decisions. Or two, they are not fit for purpose. Either way, they should be sacked. It's Jordan's Fact of the Week. Yes, we are here yet again for another Fact of the Week. And I think, I think we've got quite an interesting one this week. Um, this week is stemmed around one player in particular. And that player is a player that was sort of featured in last week's episode on a TikTok in particular because his name is Casemiro. Or is it? Oh, no. His oh. name is Casemiro with an I rather than an E. Uh, spelled C-A-S-I-M-I-R-O. And this is because when he played in Sao Paulo, um, his team basically spelt his name wrong and he he went and had a really good game. And apparently because he's so superstitious, he decided, you know what, I'm just going to keep it. And now we know Casemiro as he is today. A man changed his name just because (laughs) of a a superstition for a football match. Yeah. Fair enough to I want to know how far clubs will go to change something about their players and see if they stick with it and they score at trick. I mean, they all like wear the same boots and stuff yeah. and, you know, shin pads and all that, but... Changing keep, his keep, name. Keeping your name changed a bit. Imagine if they said something even worse. It's <laughs> changed to like the F word or something. And that's Jordan's Fact of the Week. Hey, you! Yeah? Yes, you! H- how did you get in my house? Do you like YouTube? Yeah. Sometimes find it a bit dull? No, I love YouTube. Then you should subscribe to the Football in Question YouTube channel. Why? They've got podcast clips, original content, and also they have your family hostage. What? Like I said, subscribe now. If you want to see your family again, subscribe now. Mum? If you haven't guessed already, this episode is entirely based around referees and officials in football. So I've got questions for you, lads. What do you think is the worst footballing referee mistake? of all time in Europe. Let's, th- let's keep it to Europe so it doesn't get too out of hand. I'm going to kick things off with a man called Tony Chapron. He was refereeing a game in the French League, Nantes versus PSG. I have said that right, I not said Nantes, yeah, did yeah. I? Right. <laughs> I mean, that is actually what it sounds like. Yeah. Nantes versus PSG. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Nantes versus PSG in the French League. Now, there was, an, there was a counter-attack. Um, 
Kylian Mbappe was running kind of through on goal and the referee Tony Chatron was following him behind. Now he's kind of come across Diego Carlos, who, you know, was has done my own Liga ever since and whatever, but he was at Nantes at the time. Now, Diego Carlos kind of then is just running normally and the referee comes in front of him, kind of cuts him off and obviously then trips up, right? So Diego Carlos trips him up through no through no mistake of his own. It is the referee's fault for just running in his path. The referee's obviously, you know, a little bit pissed off by this. He's on the floor. And as Diego Carlos is then running past, the referee just kicks him in the leg as, as he's running. Yeah. First of all, it wasn't his fault, but now he's, he's angry because he's been tripped over. And so he's kicked the player. He then stops play. The, the ball's out of play anyway. The, the chance is gone. Stands up, gives Diego Carlos a second yellow card and sends him off. Diego Carlos is then obviously <laughs> infuriated. It starts pushing the referee <laughs> for what's happened. And he just gets even more punishment for that. And it's just an absurd, abs absurd scene, the fact that... The referee has has tripped over on per on, not on purpose by by fault of his own, and then blamed it on someone else. Blamed it on Diego Carlos by sending him off. The, the fact that this is such a horrible mistake as well. He was then given a six month ban from French football, and then he actually retired as a referee <laughs> as a consequence of this match. He said after the game, he, not after the game, but a couple of years after that incident, he actually said, "I just fell down. Someone pushed me. He didn't get pushed, but he tripped over, and as a reflex." I put my foot out and said, hey guy, take care. That's it. It just shows that referees don't take accountability because he's not been honest. Even not. in that, even with cameras, they won't tell you they've made a mistake. <laughs> but, Jordan, what you got? Yeah. Um, I have gone for quite a famous one. And all I have to say really is it's a disgrace and you should really know what it is. Uh, there, there is another bit oh, of that. Oh, but I don't know which one it is. That's, that's the funny part. <laughs> really. Well, it is Chelsea versus Barcelona. Just the entire game? Yeah, the entire oh, okay. game. I do know which one then. The entire game. Um, yeah, Chelsea versus Barcelona. Let me set the scene. Chelsea drew 0 0 uh, in the away leg. All they needed to do was win at Stamford Bridge to get to uh, the Champions League final, their second final in two years. They go 1 0 up. Uh, SEN with a world class goal. I, th I think everyone remembers that one. Um, Obviously, Iniesta equalised in stoppage time, but the, the entire game is filled with awful decision after awful decision from the referee, who is Tom Henning of, of Raybo. Yeah. I, I think that's how you say it. Um, and after the game, he just came out and said, it wasn't my best day, really. Uh, and that was, that was his quote. Um, later on, he's admitted that Chelsea uh, did deserve a penalty in that game but you look at the amount there was two handball decisions that were pretty blatant handballs they should have got penalties for um, I think it was Abidal um, should have been sent off arguably yeah. um, including two fouls uh, which were in the box I believe one on Drogba um, and oh no the other one was Anelka just outside the box so that one wasn't a penalty but just Decision after decision was going Barcelona's way. And then obviously Barcelona went on and won the tournament. And, you know, the, the scenes at Stamford Bridge afterwards just show how, like, angry everyone was. I think everyone stormed the referee. Obviously, there's that video of um, Drogba yelling into the camera. It's a disgrace. Yeah, and that basically meant that Chelsea were out of the Champions League uh, in the semi-final. And... Definitely, definitely deserved the chance to go through because, like I said, it was bad decision after bad decision. So that's my game. 
Isaac. I mean, I've got a lot to choose from, to be honest, because <laughs> referees make a million mistakes every year. Uh, I've got a lot to pick from. One that I thought of was, like you, our entire match, Man United versus Arsenal in 2004. If you don't know, get to know. It's an absolute, it's an absolute abomination. There should be like five red cards, two penalties. It's a joke. And the irony is, Man United got a penalty with diving in that game. <laughs> but I'm not even going to do that. There's another Arsenal game I could do, Arsenal versus Barcelona. Van Persie got a second yellow for kicking a football. Um, but instead, I'm going to keep it at home and I'm going to target a man who had a blunder on the weekend. So I'm talking about Lee Mason. In <laughs> uh, his final game as referee before VAR, he was refereeing West Brom versus Brighton. And Brighton had a free kick and they were trying to take it early. They asked Lee Mason, can we take it early? He said yes. He blew for the free kick to be taken. They take the free kick, surprise Sam Johnson in goal. But before it goes over the line, he goes, actually, I don't think I should have let them take it early, and then blows before it goes over the line. So, so meaning, it was going, meaning legally, it was going it in. Yeah. No, it went in. Yeah. It went in, but he blows before it goes over the line. Brighton players hound him, and then VAR, instead of checking the goal, have to check the referee. VAR are checking if he blew before it went over the line. Imagine that being that bad at refereeing that VAR have to check when you made your mistake. The thing that I think eclipses this over all of these is that this is in a time where there is technology assistance and they're not even focusing on the players. They are focusing on how bad the mistake was. And the fact is, this is his last moment as a referee. This is, the, this is, this is his crowning moment as, a ref, as an English referee. And he does this and doesn't get sacked, gets rewarded by going into VAR. And as we've seen this season, he's been given a suspension already and they've, he's had to apologise for three mistakes. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I don't hate referees, I just want to clear... Oh, no, 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 I hate He hates referees. referees. I hate referees. I would get a robot, I'd look, get Siri to do it. I'd rather have Siri do my offsides. You know what? Because if, if a technology makes a mistake, you know, you can wire it up, you can improve it. If a human makes a mistake, do you know what? I don't trust them to make, to make that mistake. They'll probably make that mistake again. I'll fire them. Right. Referees aren't bad people, but we they don't are. hate referees. They are bad people. <laughs> they are bad people. <laughs> referees are like politicians. If you want to have that job, you shouldn't be allowed to. <laughs> Let's, should let's be, leave refereeing, should, refereeing should be like jury duty. You don't want to do it, but everyone has to do it once in a while. Because you'll probably do a better job. I think this debate is going to come down to the implications of what it really meant. Perhaps, and how bad the mistake actually was. I think so, the biggest implication out of so, all of them... Yeah, I realised when I said that. Yeah. The biggest implication out of all of them is Jordan's, because obviously it's yeah. sent, it sent... I mean, it sent Barcelona through to the Champions League final. This is an yes. entire match. Yeah, any time... To be fair, you can't really pick a decision. Yeah, do, uh, do, do, do you want to pick a change? Yeah, pick a decision, as the question was, not a whole one match. One of the red cards, one of the penalties. <laughs> I mean, which, which one do you want? No, no, like, which one you put forward? <laughs> Take your pick, because you they're all the game awful. Forward, it's they're they're it's all forward. as bad as each other. They're Look, all as bad as each other. Mine has the implications, constant worst, really bad decision, and then the ref coming out after and going, well, it wasn't my day, really, was it? I'm sorry, but the thing is that, using that as an excuse I is like hilarious. that he's actually admitted, because most referees will just not say anything. No, but saying that. it wasn't really my day, <laughs> when you've made ten <laughs> bad decisions, like, so you knew that you were making bad decisions. Let's Why say, didn't you get the correct one? Let's say, right, this Arsenal game from the weekend, <laughs> Lee Mason comes out and he goes, 
well, it just wasn't really my day. You know, I it made wasn't, the is, It wasn't really my day is the kind of thing a footballer plays. They have yeah. a bad game. Oh, you know what? I didn't get the rub the green. You know, I got bullied around <laughs> on the pitch. A referee going, it wasn't really my day. You're in a metal room and you <laughs> click the wrong button, you idiot. Like, also, it, it's kind of like he said it like it's a pre-season friendly. Yeah, yeah. it's not the Champions League semi-finals. Yeah, oh, I actually forgot to send off two players. <laughs> I didn't, didn't give away two penalties. And only with a player chasing me down the tunnel. Oh, wasn't my day. Also, it, it's not really the same job, but if a policeman perhaps maybe arrest the wrong person or things like that. Oh. They don't yeah. say in the evidence after, it wasn't really my thing. <laughs> and that is exactly why mine is the worst one. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I'm, I wasn't fighting for mine to be the best one. I just wanted to expose Lee Mason as a, as a, as a stupid <laughs> and awful referee who shouldn't be in his job. I just wanted to do that. Instead, I think both of these are awful in different yes. ways. Yeah. Yours is awful because it exposes referees for the egotistical, maniacal people they are. And yours <laughs> exposes how fortunate they are. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think mine was one instance of, of a lapse in judgment, and you know he was just he was just annoyed that he'd been tripped over, and he just kicks the player and then sends him off. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think you've beaten me because you've got many more instances. No, I, th I don't think no. it's that. I think the implications okay. yeah. and how mental it is. Yeah. I mean, how many refereeing moments result in a player swearing on live television <laughs> and then another player literally chasing the referee, forgetting... Like, Michael Ballack for a moment went, Joel, I'm not focused on defending right now. I'm just going to chase this man across the pitch. Can and I just say, he, when he admitted it, it was 13 years later. 13 years later, he goes, yeah, it probably was a penalty. Yo, when when does he say, on reflection, I think I got one of them wrong. When does he say it wasn't my day after the match? Uh, after the match. Yeah, after the game, oh he, he just—it wasn't really my. No wonder they don't let referees get interviewed after games anymore. What? Yeah. Because they'll just they like, just go. Yeah. Well, like, they'll get a walk oh. by the You know, like <laughs> a bit rough for the crowd, but you know, kept trying, kept trying, but you know, just didn't didn't get that right decision in the end. I was hoping for it, but just didn't come. Have, it, have we come to a conclusion then? Yes, obviously. The worst footballing referee mistake of all time is the Chelsea versus Barcelona Champions League semi-final I think if we match. didn't give that, I think Chelsea fans would have absolutely lost it. <laughs> this week's quiz is obviously all about Lee Mason. No, it's all about <laughs> referees. Buzzers. Bang. Wow. Oh, God. Okay, okay. <laughs> Are you going no, it's done now. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's, it's cemented in. It's cemented in. Question mark. I'm mixing I'm up a bit. Really, I'm really freaked out. It's, I'm all, about, up it's all about referees and referee decisions. Wow, what a bad decision that is. There you go. So are you answering? No. <laughs> <laughs> Question one. In the 2013-14 season, referee Kevin Friend allowed Suarez to stay on the pitch after biting Bang. opponent. Oh, okay, you really Can't. want to do that? Ivanovic. Is that the right answer? I'm waiting. Maybe give him a couple more seconds. Uh, Ivanovic, Chelsea. <laughs> you incorrect. The question actually was, however, name two players Luis Suarez has bitten across his career. You only named one. Oh, <laughs> Jordan, can you right. name two players <laughs> Luis Suarez has bitten across his career? <laughs> Ivanovic and uh, Chiellini? Yeah, it is correct. Oh. The, the other man. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, 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 Joel. It wasn't really my day. <laughs> he jumped, he jumped the gun. <laughs> it was not your day at all. In 13 years' time, I want you to look back and go, Joel, yeah, to be honest. Joel, <laughs> I forgot to wait for the question to be. <laughs> yeah. The other man was Otman Bakal. Yeah, I was. Ajax, yeah, no one's going to get that one. I was worried that you were going to say you can't have Ivanovic. 
because it was that game. Yeah, Ivanovic. I didn't say Ivanovic. Yeah. Has he been someone since Kalini? No, he hasn't. No, he's he learned his lesson when he got that four-month ban. He's probably tried to. Question two. At which World Cup did referee Graham Pohl give out three yellow cards to Josip Simonic in the same game? Bang. Uh, 2010 South Africa. Isn't correct. Uh, I didn't mean to laugh, sorry. That was in which right. World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like if you were like, wrong, it's actually the Euros. <laughs> did you say in which World Cup? In you... which World Cup did referee Graham Pohl give out three yellow cards wow. to one player? I think the answer is the 2014. Oh, no, Germany, the bonus question that none of you can actually validly answer. I might be able to. You can, but you're not going to get a point. Why not? Because <laughs> none of we you both got a point. Okay, okay what, what is it? What was it? <laughs> Name the country Josip Simonic was playing for. Croatia? Yeah. Yeah. That. Well done. The score remains 1-0 to Jordan. Yeah, unfortunately, didn't get that. 2014. <laughs> I just... Have, I you didn't seen, know. have you seen the footage of it? No. Okay, it's pretty, It's like clearly quite like, a while ago. So it was... 2010's like the nearest it could have been. Yes. Question three. In which season was VAR introduced to the Premier League? Bang. 2019-20. Uh, That's correct. Yeah. I remember that. Well done. Isaac, score is now 1-1. <laughs> your your favourite day in the history of football. What? VAR gets introduced. It's your favourite day. I remember going to games that season, and every time you went to a game, you'd have uh, a video at the start of Alan Shearer explaining VAR to you. <laughs> I feel like he regrets that every day, being the, being the man who did it. He is the man. He hates it now. Jordan, be on your toes for this one. Both of you, but Jordan, oh, just be on your great, toes. All right? great. I know what's coming. Great. No, it's not, it's not one of those. Oh, okay. Oh. In 2014, on Arsene Wenger's 1,000th game... Oh, great. Okay. And ringing any bells so far? Because it is for him. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Chelsea battered Arsenal 6-0. During the match, though, an Arsenal player cleared a shot from Chelsea with their hands. Name the player that blocked the shot and name the player that subsequently... Wow. Bang! Uh, it's Chamberlain and Cochrane, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Cochrane. No, it wasn't on the pitch. Oh, is no! Is it Bam, the person who blocked the shot was Alex it's Gibbs. Shame him. The who it's Gibbs! Was number 78. I'm an idiot! I, I said it too quick. I said it so quickly. I was on loan at the time. I said it so quickly that I had. Because I, I really wanted to get in. I literally said to you before the episode, I might go for that one. I might go for Gibson Chamberlain. Yeah. Oh, I can't oh, believe that I'm not that right up. Like, oh, he knows. I, I jumped the gun. Both you know. of you have jumped the gun too quickly so far. You might want to jump the gun as soon as you can on this question. Which God England it, player famously had a World Cup goal ruled out despite a crossing the line? Yeah. Back Lampard. Is, it is correct. I'm so annoyed about that one. I'm so annoyed about that last question. Is I'm so annoyed at myself. You when you said well, I was like, oh, he's got it. Damn. I'm so annoyed at myself. The reason I didn't myself. bang early is because I didn't know what you were going to say. I was like, damn, what's he going to say? And he kept, you kept talking. You are like, which player? Which two players? I was like, damn. Jordan, there are a couple of questions you can still get from this. So yeah. Don't worry, I'm, don't I'm worry. I'm absolutely gutted by that. Just forget it now. Head's gone. Head's gone. Six, it is gone. Joe up. Game's gone. Joe It's just not really your day. <laughs> it's not my day. It's never my day when it comes to the quiz, though, is it? In the 2010 World Cup qualifications, Thierry Henry sent France through despite handling the ball in the build-up to a goal. But which French player scored that deciding goal? I thought you were going to say what team. Oh, um, France. No, who was the opposition team? No, no, he literally said it. Um, no, I didn't. No, he didn't say it, that's why. Oh my god, I'm thinking two questions. I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking two players. 
I'm gonna. Whoa. I have no idea. No idea. Bang. Put a French striker forward. French Nicholas player. Anelka is incorrect. Oh. No French players from 2010. Any coming to your mind? None. No, you are correct. They only filled a Sierra in real Look, can I say what my other thought was? Yeah. And it was a defender. My other thought was Patrice Evra. No, it was William Gallas. Oh! Well, I know him. It remains <laughs> I know him, but... <laughs> it I knew it was someone who would play for... Who, like, I knew like, it was a Premier League player. It remains 3-1 to Isaac. Question 7. In the 2012 FA Cup semi-final, Chelsea were awarded a goal against Spurs, despite the ball clearly not crossing the line amongst several players. Who scored that goal for Chelsea? I don't even remember it. 2012? 2012, FA Cup semi-final, Chelsea v Spurs. There's a, a player takes a long shot from really far out, bang, barely touches the goal line. Bang, it's a Lampard. No. I'm just, you said long shot. Lampard so like, <laughs> The odds are it's Lampard. I, I, I honestly, he did actually score a long shot in that game, but it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, the odds are. Just, you don't remember this game? Even. No. No. Really? Really? Wow. Was it John Terry? No. I don't know. I think it was. No, it's one matter. I, I can't believe neither of you remember this. You do realise I became a football fan like September 2011, so I probably, <laughs> I probably didn't watch this game. Well, Chelsea went on I, to I win that watch FA it. Cup. No, they also went on to win that Champions League as well that season. Question eight. No, there's a, there's a bonus for question seven, but neither of you got it. I'm going to ask it anyway. No, there's no point. What was the final score of that match? 5-1 to Chelsea. Oh, question win, eight. Win against that. <laughs> no. This season in the Premier League, which referee has given out the most yellow cards? Which referee has given out the most Bang, David Coote. Is incorrect. It's, it's a good guess, though. Jordan, can you name a referee? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can all name them. <laughs> um, which one? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Kevin Friend? No, incorrect. It's actually Paul Tierney. Yeah, 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 it makes yeah, sense, to be fair. To be fair, you could take any of them and we would have all gone, yeah, <laughs> he is one of the crap ones. Ironically, that's all of them. Question nine. Which referee holds the record for the world's best referee award? They get it every year. It, it happens. The current holder. Yeah. No, no, the, no. The, the referee has got the most oh. awards. It's like Messi with the Ballon d'Ors. <laughs> Bang, Howard Webb. No. <laughs> I don't know. I have you no do know idea. His face. He's quite famous. Oh God! You know the one. He's oh. really angry looking. He's bald. Why are you? You're not allowed I to. Do I don't. I don't know his name. Well, I know. Yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Pierre Luigi Colina. Colina. Is, is wow, he, that guy. He was on the front of FIFA. Well, yeah, yeah. No, it was Pez. Yeah, he was on the front of Pez. Yeah, he was on the front of Pez for I, so I, long. I watched it with Howard Webb because I remember there was a period of time when he was given like the FA Cup final, the World Cup final, was given like all these big games. And I thought it would be so typical that he was given one despite being crap. But then I forgot there's actually one good ref out there. No, Pierre Lu Luigi Colina actually got it six times. Joe, can, we, can we get him to be the head of our? Yeah. I'd love that. This quiz is about to be shifted on its head a little bit. It's currently 3-1 to Isaac, but we're actually... Uh, hang on. It's I'm actually 3-1 to Jordan. It's actually 3-1 to Jordan. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like I'd be more... like I, I feel like... The, you, you know when you, when you see... Uh, you, know, you know when you see a decision and a referee is made and you go, well, that changes the game. That question has changed the game. It's changed, it's changed the whole game. The fact that I said Cochalan 
I, it's changed the game. Why do you even say cocky? I don't know. Like, sometimes I forget he played for Jordan, it can, all, it can all change. Don't worry, all right? Don't this worry. This is worth 10 points. <laughs> no, we're going to be playing a game of BS. Okay. Ooh. And the winner I like will get the points, that they, the amount of the names that they can yeah. name. Yeah. However, if you can't name that many, that's how many points will be taken off your score. Mm -hmm. so oh, taken off start, your score? No, that's I'm in charge of the quiz. No, so that's that, that, that's end on minus so, points. So, <laughs> that, I'm sorry, that's awful. So, so okay. just, no, no, let's just run it. So just think of how many... You just need to let me forwards. say them and this not is, take risks, basically. This is a bad refereeing the decision. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of this quiz, or of this last question, is how many Premier League referees can you name? Oh, it's the last question? Yeah, zip. And it's the, the BS format. What, of all time or current? Current. Three. Isaac's putting three in there. <laughs> Jordan, can you go higher than three? <laughs> I think you can name three. I think you can. Right, so can you name four? <laughs> Yeah, I can name four. I can I like name four. It. I like the confidence. I think I can name Remember, four. Remember, if you go for four... Wait, how much time four. do we have? 30 seconds? No, I'm going to give you a minute. Because I, yeah, I, I can name four in a minute. Oh. I can name four in a minute. Can you name more than four referees in the Premier League? You go on about them a lot, you hate them, but do you actually know who they are? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I know the ones in VAR, but they don't count. The ones on the pitch... I don't know if I know five. We'll have to push you for time, though. But he clearly knows four because he's probably just thought about four and then thought them in his head. Mm. So I'm going to well. have to say five. How many is it in a minute? Yeah. I'll say five. Jordan. Name five. Name five. Remember, you have to get this five. If you don't get these five, five points will be taken off you and Jordan will win them. I, I don't think I can name six, so yeah. I'm, I'm leaving you to name five. Okay. I wish yeah. I said two. Because then you've got <laughs> three and gone, I can't name five. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can name four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, let's okay, go, let's go. Isaac, you have one minute to yeah. name as many Premier League referees as you can. Give me a chance. Michael Oliver, um, Paul Tierney, David Coote, uh, uh, Darren Ambrose, is that a referee? Yeah, mate. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, the time's going. Um, the time, pause it, pause it. Pause it, yeah, yeah. Because I'm literally waiting like... <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, yeah, and went, uh, wait. No, I saw Darren and it doesn't say Ambrose. Oh, the, the, but, well, that just gives him another answer then. Oh, sorry. Go. No, so Darren, you got three. Summing, uh, Andre Mariner. Yep. Uh, uh, Kevin Friend. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is one. That is one. <laughs> that is definitely one. I don't know why you're checking, because it definitely why is one. Why are you checking Kevin Friend? There's <laughs> a well-known referee we out there. It's Darren England. Ah, yeah. Darren England. I forgot him. Also Darren Bond. I can't find Kevin on one. Who is Darren Ambrose? I don't know why but that name is in Is Kevin Friend not on your list? Has Kevin, Kevin Friend has managed, uh, managed, refed the game this season. Kevin Friend is not on my list. He retired last season. I think the retired... Okay, <laughs> start, start again. Right. I'm going to give you another 20 seconds because we've had a lot of time to think. Oh, okay, we need God. to name one more referee. Okay. Go. And how many you to well, uh, well, I've given him one. I've just realised I've given him one. I literally said because because I said that if if you say 
Resume. If you say no, Get this down is in England. this no, this is so that is so annoying. Well, George, George, you know what? <laughs> it's just not your day. That's a bad no, refereeing no, decision. No. I will be the first one to admit that I've absolutely, <laughs> I've absolutely pulled up this quiz. I, no, it's hard I sometimes to fish out these things, and also I am a human, and remember that sometimes. <laughs> It just isn't your day. Do you know what? As a final decision, as it's a final decision, it's, no, it's forced. You know, I, I, mucked, I mucked up one question, yes, I will admit. I mucked it up heavily. I probably still would have lost. But you're not getting Darren England if I don't go, well, Kevin, friend this one. But it is Darren England. I'm writing off that question. Um, so, I, okay, fine, you still write. And I'm just going <laughs> to declare. I'm tempted to declare that as a draw because <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he, he does win. He, he does win. He as does win. He does win. Won, it's actually a draw. Thanks he he does much. win. You come back. But I, but I gave you. This guy's an idiot. I did. Well, I, Lee Mason would be a better host. I That's saying something. I. I'm happy to draw off that. Qu- if we're drawing off that question, you still win. If we're ignoring that question, whatever, you still win. Like, I, I just don't think you get five if I don't say Darren England to yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a mistake from you. The amount of times, I mean, if I, if the, I, if I, you know Ivanovic, what? It helps you say Ivanovic. If it, you know what, you, you, you know what? Not, if, you know. I think, I think the whole, this whole thing stems around you having to pause it and check the answer. Yeah. It was a bad question, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think that if I, you I, knew the answers, then... Yeah, sorry, next time I'll memorise every single Premier League referee that there is. <laughs> yeah. That has been the Football in Question Season 4, Episode 18. I hope you very much enjoyed. And we'll see you next time. Remember to follow us on all of our socials. We are The Football in Question on YouTube and Spotify, as well as TFQ underscore podcast on Twitter. On Facebook, we are The Football in Question. And on TikTok, we are TFQ Podcast. And Instagram, TFQ Podcast.